Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, is my co-host at Birdsall, Mr. Birdsall. Guess what you don't get to do today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, the Jets won. Great. They won the fucking Super Bowl. Congrats. You beat Houston. Adam, I won't say the exact quote. Anybody who wants to go find this quote can go find it. In the words of one Ari Gold, never again. Never again. For people, for people that are true fans of Entourage, they know exactly what I'm talking about. On Hanukkah, no less. On Hanukkah, no less. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. I I I I spared the uh, the chances for uh, some sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for misrepresentation of the comment that I am referring to. So I'm just not going to say it. Well, you know, because I am a working man now. So at least Ari Gold is Mishbucha, so he can say it. But I'm you, hard. I don't know. Mishbucha? Yeah, it means he's Jewish. Oh, 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 okay. So I am not Mishbucha. I, I, no. I'm not that. Well, really, it's Hebrew for family, but it's kind of, it's like, you know, like calling somebody a Paisan almost. It's kind oh, of Oh, okay, Adam. Now, see, you're talking my language now. It's the equivalent. It's equivalent. There, yeah. see. Adam, I'm, I'm shocked that you that you know such language. It's like you you watch a program that's really just based around Italian and an Italian heritage. Yeah. Couldn't be you. No, couldn't be me. No, never you. Never you. Where are you up to in Spirals, by the way? Uh, I So on the plane ride to New York, I finished season four. Fantastic. And then on the plane ride back to Utah, I watched the first three episodes of season five. I was going to say, you probably got a good three, four episodes in if you uh, were watching nonstop from well, it was part New, that, New York and then back. Part that because, you know, I was going home on Saturday. So, and the flight was at 730. The annoying thing, I know, listen, I know that it's very necessary to do this, but basically during Alabama's play in quadruple overtime, there was like, you know how like on the plane, they have like a black, a blue box that says announcement in progress. Oh, yes, bird. Oh, wow. I don't mean to cut you off, but speaking of college football, holy shit. Okay. I thought I read this wrong, but I didn't. LSU is hiring Brian Kelly. Wait, what? Brian Kelly is leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. But what about wow. what if what if they make the playoff? Oh, I guess he's gonna coach and if they make the playoff, but it's probably the most second most shocking thing I've seen this weekend because the Lincoln Riley to USC thing just completely just took the carpet out from underneath me. I did not see that coming. Yeah, they were about all over the past couple of days, there were two things that I saw in my timeline that made me say, what the fuck? It was that, and then Max Scherzer signing with the Mets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when uh, Kevin Gosman signed with the Blue Jays, I kind of said to myself, yeah, the Mets are getting Scherzer. <laughs> there's nobody else. There, there's nobody else. It, it, the only other guy was Marcus Stroman, and he just burned every fucking bridge imaginable, and he did the dumbest thing that any player could do by basically admitting that he has no market on Twitter. So any team that was interested in him just said, Oh, you wanted a hundred million? Oh, okay. We're gonna reel that back. Here's uh 
Here's like 50. Uh, maybe. Okay. Three things. The Corey Seager contract also kind of made me say, what the fuck? Because it was Texas. Why? 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 But the Yankees did sign a shortstop today. It's on Jose Pedraza. Oh, oh, wait. Jose Peraza? Yeah, that's the guy. Oh. Pinch hit for it. Make him be your pinch hitter. He's great at hitting pitch at home runs. Let me tell you, as a Mets fan, he's great at hitting pitch at home runs. All right, so it's Luis like Rojas he, made that signing and not Aaron Boone. Or, it's, or like Ryan Cashman. Got it's like literally all he did was hit Got pinch it. hit home runs. It's actually it. pretty uncanny. Got it. So Luis, Luis Rojas made, made that addition. Un, 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 understood. Un, mm-hmm. Understood. Got that. Um, so what were you saying about Alabama? I'm so sorry. Brian Kelly just came in and completely just stole your mojo. Blame no him. Worries. Blame him. I blame him for a lot of things because he's a dick. But that's besides the what? point. Why is Brian Kelly a dick? Why? He, what did he do to you? He was responsible for the death of a, of a student. Look it up. Go, go ahead. Speak with Alabama. I, I, I'm doing some journalism here. Okay. Go ahead. So what happened was um, when there's an announcement in progress from the captain, there's a little blue box that blocks the uh, TV screen. Yes. And it uh, so it blocked basically... Alabama's uh, two-point play, the live feed of Alabama's two-point play in quadruple overtime. So I actually missed the end of that game. And everybody in the plane missed the end of that game. So God, Adam, this was 10 years ago. He It doesn't change the fact that it happened. Okay, guess what? This is going to sound absolutely brutal. And I don't know if this makes the final cut of this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Ray Lewis killed someone and he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, come on now. Well, I'm not saying that you should be whatever. <laughs> am I wrong or am I wrong? Well, it's not the hall of very nice people. It's the hall of you're good at football. And guess what? Maybe Brian Kelly is not a very nice person either. But guess what? The dude is the dude is a the dude coached at Notre Dame for 12 years and now is going to another top notch program in the SEC, which, by the way, is going to be just fucking loaded. Brian Kelly against Nick Saban and maybe hopefully Lane Kiffin at Lane Kiffin, Kirby smart. The the SEC is just juiced. Is Mike Leach still at Mississippi state or did he leave? No, no. Mike Leach is at uh, Wazoo again, Washington state. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, good. Good for him. Full circle. Oh no. Is Mike Leach at Mississippi state? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, He's at Mississippi State. You're 100% right, Adam. You're 100% right. And now he's being linked to the OU job. <sighs> the coaching carousel who, before bowl games. Who wants to go to OU? That, that's like, that's the question that this is quickly turning into a college football, football podcast. Maybe we're going to get some college football on the quizitation on Wednesday. Spoiler, the quotation is coming back, by the way, in, ca- in case you didn't get the reference. Um, who, 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 I get it. It's OU. I, 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 I got it. Got it. But who wants to go there? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a very kind of mediocre team. I think really what it is, is you're going to the SEC and you get to take the reins of a big program. I guess so. I, I truly, I, I guess that's what it is is that you're going to the SEC. That's the allure. But honestly, I mean, we saw with Texas, like 
really the best they could have gotten was Steve Sarkeesian. Now you want to talk about a shithead. If you were to call Steve Sarkeesian a shithead, then I'd be all for it. Well, listen, he's he's gotten through his problems. I'm not going to blame somebody for. Is that what you're talking about? Are you talking about something else? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just reacting to what you're about to say. Are you talking about his drinking problem? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, well, whatever. I'm not saying that he's a shithead for having a drinking problem. No, no, no. I'm just saying that he's a shithead just plain and simple. Because he thought, my my gripe with Steve Sarkeesian is the fact that when he was for the briefest moment in time, the head coach at USC, he just thought his shit didn't stink. Sounds like a lot of USC head coaches. Well, Lincoln Riley calling USC the uh, new mecca of college football. Like, okay, grow up, guy. Grow up. You're going to be the pet. You're going to be the Pac-12. You're going to be the Pac-12. You should, the minimum, the minimum for USC should be winning the Pac-12. And I don't even know, I don't even know what they can do in year one with Lincoln Riley. That would even make them better than, than Oregon. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably make the championship game because of their division. We all, true, true. We all know that Oregon are always going to be Oregon because of the, how do I put this in, in most simple terms? Because I, I don't want to give them PR. They get enough PR. The, the sports apparel brand that happens to be located in Eugene, Oregon, owned or founded by one Phil Knight. Yes. I don't want to get those schmucks free PR. Fuck them. Well, it's not only that. I mean, the University of Maryland is home to the founder of Under Armour. And do you think that they're like swimming in five-star recruits? No, but the University of Maryland is not completely bankrolled by a clothing apparel company. Not the biggest one in the world like the University of Oregon is. Yeah. Well, Phil Knight was Oregon, then founded his company, which I, I refuse to say the name of. I am not even going to say it. Founded the company. And then once he founded the company and the company became what it is today, completely bankrolled Oregon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oregon football is not Oregon football without the four letter sports brand company. Seriously, what is your deal with not saying the word Nike? I hate them. I hate them. I okay. hate Phil Knight. I hate Nike. I hate Oregon. All right. But I, I also hate, hate Michigan. I hate them too. Well, I'm sure you do. Fuck them. Hey, all I know is, is my Heisman Trophy winner played through the fucking flu in the goddamn snow at the big house. I was about to say, like, Michael Jordan never won the Heisman. <laughs> No, my, my Heisman Trophy winner played through. He had his flu game. But the problem was that his offensive line just decided to take the day off. They, they thought they were getting their date with Iowa. They, they, they had it in their, in their fucking calendars already. But yeah, well, I'm fair very play, neutral, fair play so to Michigan. Fair play. I'm not going to say anything to that. Dickens. I'm not going to say anything, but Dickens. whatever. I, truly. Uh, one last thing before we go, we're going to the actual legit NFL football. Cause we have a lot to talk about. Uh, it, it was a week. It was a week in week 12. But I truly, 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 truly loathe Jim Harbaugh. I, I, I take the amount of hatred that I have for Phil Knight 
for Nike and for Oregon, multiply that by a thousand. And that's what you get in terms of the hatred that I have for Jim Harbaugh. Is that it, dude is a schmuck. Is it Can just you because say schmuck coach- on a podcast? Is that allowed? What are you ta- asking the resident? People say people say schmuck all the time. I'm it's asking not, the rule book here. You are the rule book. You can say schmuck. Everybody says schmuck. You can Perfect. say schmuck. Perfect. Jim Harbaugh is a fucking schmuck. Yeah, that, that that's fine. Did I make my point abundantly clear? Is it just because he coaches Michigan, or is it? No, just no, 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 no. I hated him. Was on the 49ers, too. I, I just think he's an arrogant prick. Okay. I, I truly, I, I, I despise the man. I despise the man. How do you feel about John Harbaugh? Love him. I love him. I think he's an unbelievable head coach. Because the, here's the difference: John Harbaugh has actually won something. Jim Harbaugh has faccio guts. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. I do know what that means. <laughs> Good. And Thanks, those of you that don't look it up, you're gonna get a nice little Italian lesson. Okay. So let's just go into the quarterbacks now that we have. Oh, we're just not gonna rip the band-aid. Or we're gonna wait. We'll wait. Okay. All right. We're gonna wait till we move on to the running backs. Fine, fine. There there is we like structure. We like we like structure. Yeah. So uh, you before, know. before before you go on, before you go on, I, I just want to give a programming update to the people. Mm-hmm. I promise my last thing, and then I will let you go uninterrupted. I promise. So week 12 review coming out Monday, Tuesday morning. You'll hear it Tuesday morning, but we're recording this at 8, 11 p.m. on Monday. Monday Night Football is about to start. It'll be out when you wake up on, on Tuesday. So you'll be hearing this on Tuesday. Then Wednesday. It's the return of the Quiz Invitational. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you're listening. You'll be hearing that on Thursday morning. Then Adam and I will be doing the week 13 preview Thursday before the Thursday night football game. You'll be hearing that Friday morning is when that will be out. We won't be talking about Thursday. And then on Saturday, the usual mailbag, week 13 mailbag, only it won't be Jake. It'll be Adam. So I have a whole week that I'm going to spend with Adam. Fun stuff. Just like old times. Just like old times. Three shows a week. Love to see oh, it. You just, you just love it. You just love it. Okay. So I are promise, we good? I'm done. Go ahead, Adam. Okay. So for the quarterbacks, you know, the funny thing about the quarterbacks is there is, I don't know if you caught this, all that, this PR, this press, whatever you want to call it, that came out about Matt Stafford saying, He's going to be in a lot of pain. He's dealing with a lot right now, and he's going to be playing in snowy Green Bay. I'll be honest, as a guy who has Matt Stafford on his team, I was, I was a little worried. And then it turns out, you know, top five quarterback, Monday night pending, but top five quarterback on the week. Well, the stat that worried me about Matthew Stafford was, I'm trying to get the stat correct, but I believe it was the last three years for Matthew Stafford after the bye. Matthew Stafford has posted less than 15 fantasy points each of the last three years. So historically, Matthew Stafford has been very bad. 
coming coming off of a bye. He's also been downright terrible against Green Bay, in Green Bay specifically. It was a negative game script for Stafford. The Rams were just outplayed from the jump. And Matthew Stafford, you know, he, he, he had to throw the ball. And he made the most of it. 21 for 38 passing, 302 touchdowns, 302 yards, 302 touchdowns. Yeah, terrible Ooh. day, 302 touchdowns. Three touchdowns, a pick, 22.9 fantasy points. In general, Adam, and I, I wrote this in the uh, in the column for uh, for TalkingPointSports.com, by the way. Go uh, go check that out. Nice little plug for uh, for for the column this week. Uh, that column will be coming out tomorrow on the uh, on the week twelve takeaway. So it'll be a more uh, more advanced review of certain things that took place this week. And one of the things I talk about in the column is that it generally was a very down week for quarterbacks. Again, I think Adam, one of your favorite stats is looking at quarterbacks that had over 30 fantasy points in a specific week. No, no quarterback was close. Josh Allen was the closest at 26.3. And then it was Aaron Rodgers 26. Dak Prescott at 25. Then the drop from Stafford at 22.9. So you have almost a full three point drop there. 21.9 actually. 21.9 for Stafford. Okay. Then I have a bonus here at 21.9. Then for, for Stafford, 300, 200 yard passing bonus. Then it's 21.9. And then Mac Jones came in at, uh, I guess for, for you, it would be 20.1. Is that correct? 21.1. 21.1. Okay. I don't know where the fuck then the bonus came from. Maybe it's if passing touch on that. I have no idea where the bonus is, uh, is coming from with, uh, with this league, but in any event, it was generally a very, very down week for quarterbacks. And even even if you want to talk about maybe like the bigger name guys, maybe you were streaming in some instances, you know, if you, if you were streaming Kirk Cousins in a friendly-ish matchup against San Francisco, only posting 15 points, Joe Burrow, another quiet week versus Pittsburgh when the Bengals put up 41 against Pittsburgh and Joe Burrow only passed for 190 yards. Granted, Cincinnati was up quick. They didn't have to do much in terms of passing the ball. And the defense did a lot for them also. The, yes, the defense did do a lot for Cincinnati. You are 100% right on that, Adam. Uh, Tyrod had an okay week. I, I, again, I think a 15.8 from Burrow is a bit is a bit concerning. But then when you see a 15 from Tyrod, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. It's a 15. Great. Awesome. Well, the crazy thing about that game, and I barely watched it because we don't get the Jets in Utah, weirdly. But, um, you know, Tyrod Taylor, I thought like, oh, shit, this is going to be like a blowout or like a shootout. But really, it was the two touchdowns that Tyrod Taylor had. And then that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was that, that was it. And then he threw the uh, the pick, which I don't know if it was a bad pick or a great play by uh, by John Franklin Myers. I think it was a good play. I think Quite it was honestly. a great play. That was, that one I did see. That was amazing. Yeah, I think it was a good play. I don't think it's really necessarily on uh, on Tarad all that much. But uh, the the couple guys that I want to talk about, I'm sure Adam, we're we're gonna get to uh, get to this uh, another down week for Brady. I mean, Brady has just kind of come crashing down to earth. Three straight weeks of less than 20 fantasy points. That is definitely concerning for any fantasy manager that does own. Uh, Tom Brady, he just has not been himself as of late, but I would say a get right game is probably coming as Tampa takes on Atlanta on, uh, on Sunday. So, you know, you're going to start, you're going to fire Brady up with confidence, aren't you? I mean, that's just the way that it is. Again, it's the philosophy that I always say, you see the Falcons on the schedule, 
you play your guys. Todd Brady will probably be a top five play, if not a top three play for me at the position this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, look Lamar- at Trevor Lawrence for one thing. Yeah, yeah. I actually I actually did face Trevor Lawrence in a, in a league this week. I did. Super flex, super flex, mind you. But okay. I, di- I did but still, face yeah. I did face him, which is which is something. Uh I know the the fantasy manager I played sat Big Ben. Set Big Ben for for Lawrence, and it was Lawrence and Herbert. That turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, it was it was a very good decision on uh, on his part. I would have done the same thing, quite frankly, because again, you see Atlanta, you play the guys going up against Atlanta, so I would have done the same thing. But I don't know if uh, many others would have uh, would have done that. So that's uh that's Brady and then I, I, Adam. I'm assuming you want to talk about the two other guys, the two other big name guys. Well, three really. Um, in in Lamar, Jalen, and Cam. Yeah, so, I mean, Lamar Jackson, that sequence at the end of the first half made my head spin. I went up against the Cleveland defense in a spot. I was shitting a brick. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is happening to me right now. I was literally, literally, I was watching the game. I was doing some Hanukkah shopping and I'm like, and I just hear um, Mike Tirico say, and it's picked off again. I'm like, what, what? <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, before we go into anything else, again, what, was quick it, it was Tirico on the call? Was it? Wasn't it was Tirico. It was Tirico. Okay. Yes. But quick sidebar, speaking of the team that had Cle- uh, the Cleveland Browns defense that I went up against. So, I have a little conspiracy theory. I need, I need you to address this. This is like a, a, an extended mailbag. We have a mailbag question. This is from Bird. Adam, where's Bird from? Is he from Huntington, New York? He might be. He might be. So Bird has a league dilemma question. So there's a team that these. hasn't checked their lineup all fucking year. And the one week that Bird goes up against this opponent, the guy decides to set his lineup. Is there collusion going on? Well, I think that he might have some sort of vendetta against you. But I don't think there's any collusion going on. If it's, it's just my the one uncle, per- it's my uncle in a family league where there is known collusion against me. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Maybe you should. Maybe you should go find another league. Maybe go find a second family to do another fancy, family fantasy football league. I should pass off the commissioner duties to somebody else. Be like, here, you fucking handle this. I'm done with you, people. Ask Matt if he's interested. God, God. Oof. Wow. No, no. (laughs) Good God. That's a terrible suggestion. Anywho. um, Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Quiet ish game took responsibility for the picks said it was on him. He he was pretty pissed. What are you supposed to say? When you throw three interceptions? Oh no. My team, my teammates sucked or four interceptions. There were Um, two there were two that were questionable, that there were things that didn't necessarily go right for him. There was one that was clearly on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson just completely missed a guy and just I think it was I think it may have been Hollywood that he just completely missed. And then uh for the fourth one, I believe it was Mark Andrews. That was like a 50-50 ball, and, and the corner just ended up winning it with a safety and it ended up just, just winning the ball. So there were two solid ones where like, yeah, those are picks. There was one, eh, and there was one. Oh, no, there were there were two that weren't on Lamar. One, eh, and there was one, yeah, it's on Lamar. That's, that, that's on him. He missed them. 
you know, when fancier analytics come into the NFL, I hope that they have a separate stat for interceptions that are on the quarterback and interceptions that are on the pass catcher. Cause that would be, uh, I assume that that is a thing that is just, again, truly, truly advanced analytics player independent interceptions or whatever they're going to call it, or whatever they call it, whatever they would call it. You know how Fair. like you, you know, pitchers like you're not charged an earned run as a pitcher. If your defense, if it's an error that leads to the run scoring, that's not how that works, but whatever. You know, yeah. sometimes sometimes you have interceptions where it's um, who the fuck is that guy? Bobby Mitch? No, not Bobby Mitchell. He was a he was a quarterback for the Steelers. You should know this because it was against the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Where he threw those two really really easy interceptions. Bobby Mitchell. Was it Bobby Mitchell? I believe it was. No, he played for the Lions. He was signed by the Jets. Thanks. You know that too. Cowboys. No, it was, oh, Steelers Cowboys. Oh, was it? Um, wasn't Terry Bradshaw? No, this was in the nineties. Oh, this is the this is the ninety six Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, oh, who the fuck was the quarterback for the Steelers in that ninety six Super Bowl? Um, was it Neil O'Donnell? It was Neil O'Donnell. Fuck, fuck Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, it was. Now, I have it. I have it right here. Right here, now, now yeah, there are Neil O'Donnell interceptions where he wasn't even thrown in the vicinity of a receiver where he where if that ball landed to the ground, he would have been called for intentional grounding. And then there are plays where it just tips off the receiver's hands and then it goes into the arms of, the, of a defender. Fair. Fair. And that, there were a few that were uh, that were true Neil O'Donnell. Um interceptions for 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 Lamar but Lamar's fine there there are no concerns with Lamar at all as for Jalen Hurts and Cam Newton oh boy well one's injured and one might not even play next week against the Jets I mean it's not looking great for Jalen see I didn't even see that Jalen was injured at any point yeah I mean it's one of those deals where and you've Miles Sanders hurt too. Yeah. My, uh, tell me if you heard this one before. Miles Sanders hurt. You I, I just got never heard that off of IR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck. But yet Jalen, as a time of recording, he has an ankle injury very up in the air right now as to what his status is. Luckily, you know, they play on Sunday and not Thursday. Um, oh, and, and we have something else to talk about with the, uh, with, uh, Thursday as well, and you cannot move on to the running backs until you remind me. Um, yeah, monitor Jalen, but this is the this is the ugly with Jalen Hurts. You, you truly go through all the motions in some way, somehow. Jalen Hurts is a top three or four quarterback in in fantasy. I believe well, going in, going into Sunday, he was number one quarterback in fantasy. Jalen Hurts, which is well wild. I think now he's number two, but um, you know Jalen Rieger actually caught that touchdown then his day would have looked looked a little better it would have at least been double digits because and that one should had, have been caught yeah it should have been caught I, I i don't know if jalen rieger was in necessarily but should it have been caught yes it was a great ball by jalen hearts I, I give him credit yeah 
I guess having the same first name is the only connection between Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rieger. Fair, fair, same spelling. And then Cam Newton. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. The fall from grace. Five of 21. Adam, you know what we say for five of 21 passing? I don't know what. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. It, I mean, it was a yikes. And it, he scored less points in this week when he was basically given the job, the starting job, than he did in his first game back with against when he Arizona. Was platooning. Yeah, against yeah. Arizona where he was three for four and he had two total touchdowns. Granted, Miami played a very solid defensive game and how the Dolphins have won. They've won what? Five in a row? Four Is in it, a row? Uh, well, they, start, yeah. they started. It's easy to tell. They started one and seven and yeah, they got to be. They got they're four in a row. They started one and seven, so they're now they have to be now five and seven. They are five and seven since yeah, they, they've won I guess four in a row. They lost to Jacksonville after starting one and seven. Oh no, since they lost to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, they got they got absolutely destroyed by no. It, it wasn't it was not, not destruction. What am I talking about? It or was twenty six to eleven. Yeah, that's destruction. No, that's that's destruction. Okay, I was thinking about the Buffalo uh, Jacksonville game, but and Buffalo didn't even win. But yeah, Cam. He's got the buy, and I'm not going to say that he is droppable or anything, but he's very hard to trust. Well, forward. he's very much a temper your expectations, but I think that for Cam and people and players like Cam, where there is so much volatility, it is very much a temper your expectations kind of deal. Agreed. Agreed. And so before we move on to the running backs, I also want to um, – state this for anybody who is unaware. So the current plan right now is for Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback for the Saints on Thursday against Dallas. In Superflex and two quarterback, if Taysom Hill is available on your waiver wire, blow your fucking fab to get him. For, for, for just the rushing ability that Taysom Hill brings to the table. Is it just because they got sh- basically shut out by the Bills, almost shut up by the Bills on Thanksgiving? Because Trevor Simeon sucks. Well, anybody, any fan of the Jets or Broncos could have told you that. He sucks. Now, would I start Taysom Hill against Dallas? No. Because I'm just, I, I want to see it first. But pick him up and hold him. Uh, Taysom Hill going up against the Dallas team that I thought would have been angry after losing to Kansas City but they have to be absolutely livid after what happened against Las Vegas on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, and Dallas is, uh, is shorthanded with um, Mike McCarthy set to miss the game with, uh, with COVID and Dan Quinn is, uh, it's going to be the head, He's going to be a head coach again. Listen, all I got to say is Jason Garrett's available now. No, 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 no. Fuck you, Adam. No, no. Bad Adam. Don't He's even free. He's, don't even speak that into into existence. Okay. No. 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 
No. Okay. Before we move on to running backs, I do have one thing. Sure. What's wrong with Tennessee? Uh, they have Tennessee's nobody. broken. They have nobody on offense and their defense is terrible. This is the team that made statement wins against Buffalo. Like made it had a statement win against Buffalo a couple weeks ago on Monday night. Yeah. All I know is they're really lucky. Their, their division is terrible. Yeah. Because all, all they have to do is, is get through the next six weeks with, what they have really well really i mean they it's going to be a it's a wild card for them like they're not going to win the division they, oh, can no. win the, they can win the division yeah the cult the cults are six and six i was wrong they lost to the cults twice or they beat the cults twice yeah they they so, the cults are six and six and the titans are eight and four that was my mistake yeah i mean they're ba- they basically won the division already I wouldn't so, say basically won the division, but yeah, it's it it's three games that the Colts have to uh, do a leg up on uh, on Tennessee, and Tennessee has the tiebreaker. Yes, it, it's got it, they, it's a three game swing that'll have to go in the Colts' favor. Yep, because weirdly they already. I that's the weird thing about the schedule. Like this year, there are times where like, like the Jets are already done with the Patriots, which I'm totally happy about because fuck them. But you know, I wish the divisional games were more spread out. And yeah, that, that's kind of my thing. And like, you know, Philadelphia and Washington are going to be playing each other twice in three weeks. Like, yeah, it's, it's the entire NFC East that plays each other in this conglomerate of shit in the last four or five weeks of the season. It, it's, it's disgusting. And if it wasn't it's like, for, it's like Dallas plays Philly, Washington plays the Giants, then Washington plays Philly and Dallas plays the Giants, then Philly plays the Giants and Washington plays Dallas. It, it, it's it's something. I mean, if it wasn't for a natural disaster, the Jets would have played the Dolphins back to back a couple of years ago, but the game was rescheduled during due to that uh, hurricane. Was it Irma? I think it was Irma. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe so. Because the Dol- the Dolphins and the Bucks like they had to have their bye week in week one. Yes, yes, that's correct. Or no, actually, it was maybe it was last year. I think. Because it was COVID. COVID made the Jets not play the Dolphins back-to-back. Because the Dolphins and the Broncos game got moved and then everything else got moved. It was very weird. That might be right. That might be right. But anyway, that's besides the point. All right, so we want to the running backs? Yes. All right, here's the discussion. Here's what you're all listening for. This is what you skipped for. Fuck. It's Christian McCaffrey. He's out for the season. Never again. There you go. There's your analysis. Hashtag analysis. Hashtag analysis. My question for you. Yeah. Is. I'm sure you have several. I do have several. But where are you drafting Christian McCaffrey? How the fuck did I know you're going to answer this question? Ask this question. Me personally, or where do I think? Where do you think? Well, listen, I think that people are still going to draft him in the first round, top five, whatever, because of the potential, the that's upside. Pro- that's probably where he's going to go. That's probably where he is going to go in but, is, is top five. But if you were to go back on your promise that you just made 
and draft Christian McCaffrey. Where are you drafting Christian McCaffrey? I'm not drafting Christian McCaffrey. He's dead to me. I'm aware of that. But if you had to, where would you draft him? If I had to with a gun to my head? Yes. Mid first round. Okay. Mid first round. Now, I will probably rank him preseason as a top five guy. But me personally, I will have him. I would take him middle of the first round with a gun to my head, with a gun to my head. Big emphasis, big emphasis. And now with McCaffrey and Derrick Henry out for the season, who is the first overall pick? Is there a consensus first overall pick? No, no, there's not. And it's very funny that um, I had this conversation yesterday on Sunday when we were watching the games. There are people that are going to say Derrick Henry, and they are, by the way, Joey Sly just kicked a 23-yard field goal. So, Adam, you are, uh, you're moving on up. Um, 3 nothing Washington. So, there's Derrick Henry. There's the all the talk with Derrick Henry and I understand it. Me personally, it would be Derrick Henry, but I get the concerns about a 28 year old running back coming off of season ending surgery. I think if Derrick Henry plays in the postseason and we see Derrick Henry look like Derrick Henry, then I think those concerns will be put, will be put to rest for, for, for absolute certainty. And Derrick Henry will definitely be in the conversation for number one overall pick. There's the Jonathan Taylor discussion, which, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, he's got everything going in his favor. Young, up and coming, hasn't hit his prime yet. He's behind the best offensive line in football. He, he's got the tools. He's got all the tools. All the recipe for success is right there with him in, in Indianapolis. Then you got to talk about Dalvin Cook. He'll be in the discussion, I'm sure. Christian McCaffrey is going to be in the discussion because he's McCaffrey. And then an outside, an outsider for you, and I think it really depends on what the quarterback situation is like for him next year. But how about Najee Harris potentially being in the conversation for number one overall pick? I, I know he, he had a down week this week. It was, again, a negative game script for him. But Najee Harris has been quietly terrific. And the, the one point of the conversation that I had, the, the argument came up that what happens if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay and goes to Pittsburgh? Oh, oh my God. That team is filthy. Najee Harris, there would be so much hype around Harris that that hype and that hype alone could propel him to be the number one running back. Take it off boards. Now, Najee Harris is he, he, Najee Harris is a top 10 pick next year. No, no doubt. No doubt. But you stick Aaron Rodgers there and you have Aaron Rodgers dumping it off to Najee Harris. I, I'm, I'll be concerned to see how far he flies up uh, up boards when we uh, when we get to that point but again I, I i just for me aaron Rodgers is staying in green bay that's just the most logical spot for him to be i think all green bay needs to do is say look aaron we'll get you a receiver we'll go out we'll sign Allen robinson pair him with Devonte, re-sign Devonte to a nice a nice deal give you a nice bumper deal. They give you maybe you want $50 million for two years. Yeah, you, we could do that. The situation is fixable there. And, and, and Rogers looks happy there. Like Rogers is not on the sidelines sulking or by himself or 
pouting or being like, oh, I wish I was somewhere else. Like he's having a he's he's having a great time. That's more Tom Brady's thing, actually. Well, I mean, Tom Brady also played with the, with the same evil genius for his entire career. So I can under I can understand maybe how the uh, how the allure kind of wore off a little bit. But well, okay, so I have two things for that. One sure. is I noticed that you didn't mention somebody, and I thought you were gonna mention him when you talked about it depends on what his quarterback situation looks like. And I thought it was going to be Alvin Kamara, but it was quite the curveball. Uh, Kamara's not a first round pick for me at this, at this stage. Really? Why not? Um, no, I take that back. He, um, he's going to be in the Eckler range. I think of like late first round, I think is a good spot for, for Kamara. He, has, he, he just hasn't been, that PPR go-to machine. Well, when he's, listen, I understand that he hasn't played for the past couple of games, but there have been times where he has dominated weeks. And then there have been times this year where Alvin Kamara has laid eggs. 18.1, 7 20.8, 12.0, 29.2, 33.9, 16.6, 20.4. Those are his game logs this year. He had, he's had two boom games against Washington and Seattle. Other than that, he, he just he, he's been any other guy. Twenty four point eight is nice. Twenty four point eight is nice. I'll, I'll I'll give him that credit where credit is due. But outside of that, he's just been another running back. Twenty four point eight would be good enough for top ten this week. Yeah, or top yeah. five this week even. For me, it, it really depends on who the quarterback is there next year. It really depends with with uh, with Kamara, but. Yeah, for, for me, uh, it'd be tough. It would be really, really tough to convince me to take Kamara. Like, I would take, I would take Najee over Kamara. Easy. And the real debate for me when I do these uh, the, the ranks for next year, I'll, I'll probably do my first batch of ranks right after fantasy championships are over and, you know, we start getting into the offseason stuff. But, yeah, I, I, I would imagine that, Kamara and Eckler are going to be very, very close. And it's going to be interesting to see how I end up ranking those guys. I think, I think based off, based off of what I'm thinking in my head, that it's going to probably be Eckler over Kamara. Okay. But it's close. It, it, it is close. The second thing that I was going to say is on the Aaron Rodgers thing, if he goes to Denver, like everybody says he's going to, Imagine how great that would be for Javante Williams. Would be. It would Once be. Once they fire Melvin Gordon into the sun. Yeah, and I, I just kind of think we were a year early on, on, on Javante. So in keeper and keeper and dynasty leagues, go try and buy Javante Williams as much as you possibly can. I mean, that'd be great for Javante. That'd be great for Colton Sutton. Great for Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick when he comes back from his ACL tear. Yes. Yes, true. Um, anyway, so the other running backs. Wow, well, good week for Leonard Fournette. Let me tell you. Oh, the he did to the uh, to the Colts with the Colts did to the Bills. Five rushing touchdowns for Taylor. Four rushing touchdowns for for Leonard Fournette. Joe Mixon, nice day for him. Your son, my son. Yes, the one year I don't have my son, he decides to uh, play to his potential. I know I backed him up, but yeah, I mean. Mixon had a hundred yards in like the first quarter. 
like something stupid. Like he just he ran all over Pittsburgh, a team, a team that he struggles against. Like historically, he has been awful, awful against Pittsburgh in his career. And he dominated them. Yeah, he really did. And it's surprising, honestly, because like you said, he usually hasn't been good against Pittsburgh. But honestly, this Pittsburgh team, you know, the divisional round or the wild card round, whatever, has come early. Their their swoon has come early for Pittsburgh. Touchdown, Gerald Everett. 6-3, extra point is good. 7-3. Okay. So 7-3 in the uh, in the Monday night game. And Tyler Lockett has a 55-yard catch. So fuck me. I need to I need to survive. Uh, the, the the deficit is dwindling for uh for the uh for my fantasy team. So yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, honestly, with, go ahead, go ahead, the, go ahead. with the Bengals, I mean, this isn't your father's bungles. You know, these no, teams, no, this is not the father's bungles. No, 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 no. This team is good. And they're good against Pittsburgh, which honestly is kind of scary. I mean, that blip against the Jets, as much as I loved it, I think it's just a blip. Yeah, yeah, it could it could definitely be a little a little blip, but, but, the, but this team's good. Yeah, no, this team's good. This team's very very good, and Joe Burrow is is very good. We did not talk about Dalvin Cook, by the way. No, I mean another shoulder injury for Dalvin Cook. I think they're saying that it might be the other shoulder, which is also worrying. Yes, it is. It is the other shoulder, which, yeah, no bueno. No bueno is looking like that he's going to be out until week 15, the earliest. The earliest. So the you earliest. Know, Alexander Madison, fire up, as per usual. Here we go. Alexander Madison, a stretch run. Where have we seen this before? Yeah, whether it's Mike Boone or oh, Alexander Madison. Oh, Mike Boone. Oh, and then one year we had Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. Yep. When you when we had Amir Abdullah. Ugh, gross. Um, yeah, Cook sucks. Really sucks. But yeah, I mean, nothing you can really uh, really do about it. Is there anything specific you want to talk about with the running backs, Adam? Well, I mean, Darrell Henderson also also injured for um, for Green Bay. But one of my buddies made a point yesterday that Darrell Henderson always gets hurt. Always gets hurt in games, but it looks like uh, it's a quad issue for for Henderson. So he'll probably he'll probably play through it. Okay, I do have two. I have two things really. Surely, surely. One of them is not serious, but the other one is kind of serious. So the not serious thing is: Are you starting Austin Walter with confidence next week against Philadelphia? Adam, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I had no fucking idea who Austin Walter was before he scored a touchdown versus Houston. I had never heard of him. Me neither. I was like, is he a running back? I'm a Jets fan. I'm like, who is this guy? Rip Ty Johnson, I guess. Well, really, I mean, we should have figured they were going to want to use Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Him? But Yeah, him. Because now Michael Carter, you know, he's put on IR. He's gonna be out for three weeks at minimum. Probably the season. If we're being honest with ourselves. Which is really depressing because he's been one of the lone bright spots of this year. Him and Elijah Moore. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, just why? And your second question? My second question is serious. It's more about, it's about DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it's looking unlikely that he is going to play this week against the Vikings. And if that is the case, take whatever the line is for the Vikings and smash it. Yeah, and that's a shoulder, that's another shoulder injury. And, you know, for those of you that started him on Thanksgiving, which is most of you that own DeAndre Swift, um, it really didn't start your day off all that well and really start your week off all that well. I mean, it really put us in a, in a hole. I tell you what, if if anybody started anybody on Thanksgiving, any of the running backs on Thanksgiving, you were just, you were in the mud. I know. I forgot to put in Tony Jones because Mark Ingram was late and active. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I didn't miss much. (laughs) I'm telling you, Tony Jones was on a waiver wire in one league and I could have used him if I wanted to. I didn't want to. I said, this is a third string running back on a really bad football team against a really, really good run defense that it's going to be pissed off. No, thank you. No fucking thanks. I mean, if I had been playing a team that actually took fantasy football seriously, I probably would have been a bit more worried, but lucky yeah, you. I, didn't, I didn't really have too many other options either. Lucky you. The, the, only, the only guy that these uh, lazy schmucks set their lineup against is me, apparently. Me, me. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I don't know what the hell I did. Um, but yeah, any of the guys at Thanksgiving, any of those running backs sucked. Montgomery was terrible. DeAndre Swift was hurt. Zeke hurt. Tony Pollard was good. Yeah, the return touchdown that and, really helped his day. And if Tony Pollard is is honestly, I think Tony Pollard is is the start, even if Zeke plays, because I, I just don't know how much of Zeke we're really going to see when there are 10 days rest for Dallas after the fact, if I'm Dallas, I'm just saying to myself, you know what? Tony Pollard is really, really good. You're going to get Amari Cooper back or you get CeeDee Lamb back. Sit Zeke, play Pollard. Pollard can hold his own, change it up with Corey Clement. No problem. Sit Zeke, give him 10 days to 10 more days to do his thing. At that point, that point it'll be 17 days rest for Zeke and then we get to week 14 when we could see him when we could see him back I mean it, it just screams that Dallas does not need Zeke to beat the Saints they, they just don't they, they, they do not yeah it's true I mean maybe this is an extended audition for Tony Pollard and Zeke is going to be put on the trade block in the offseason because Dallas wants to get rid of that contract well Dallas that contract is going to be a burden for one more year. And then after, after next year, the out on that contract is very, very doable for Dallas. So my, my guess is that it's one more year of Zeke. And then I think the that contract could be off the books and then they have Pollard be, be the guy. So in keeper and dynasty, if it's a startup dynasty or a keeper league target, Tony Pollard. Yeah. I mean, like everybody, I was worried, you know, when you see that Ed Werder, I think it was Ed Werder, right? It was Ed Werder, yeah. That the report that Zeke is going to be, they're going to ease up or ease off on Zeke, even if he's going to be healthy. Like, yeah, what are you, what are you looking at here? It's it's one of three guys that, that reports the Cowboys news. It's either Ed Werder, it's either Clarence Hill, or it's Mike Fisher. 
It's one of those three. Who's the guy that does it for ESPN? It's not Werder. It's no, um, it's not Werder. Um, the Rich Semenia, Chris Archer? No, not Chris, Chris Archer. Archer. No, it's Chris Archer. It is Chris Archer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Chris Archer. Very good. No, it's Todd Archer. Todd Archer. Yep, that's it. Chris, Chris Archer, Archer is, the, is the pitcher for the Rays. Yes, that was like it's not Chris Archer. It's Todd Archer. Todd Archer. Yeah, that's that's the guy for for ESPN. He, okay, so four four guys. Completely forgot Cimini, about Todd. The Rich Semini for the Cowboys. True. 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 And the and the uh, the Sal Palantonio for uh, for the Cowboys. Apparently, yeah. apparently, apparently, Sal Palantonio is now of the beat reporter for the Eagles now. Really? That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I, no idea. I always thought he was a sideline reporter or like, you know, they put him on to talk about Jets stuff on Monday night count or Sunday morning countdown, Sunday NFL countdown, whatever. Well, he used, he used to work for the Eagles. That's where I got his start. His start was, was with the Eagles. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you, you learned something today, Adam. I did. I certainly did. You know, it's like the life of, of, of Sal Palantonio. Uh, a quick hit on a couple of things. We can go on to running backs. Uh, the Tennessee guys, you do not want to touch them with a 10-foot pole. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard was the better of the running backs, mainly because of a, what was it? A 68-yard touchdown? 67-68? I believe it was 68 uh, against New England. And if we're looking at the split, between Dontrell Hilliard and the other man's name, whose name is escaping me right now, uh, Deonta Foreman. Uh, the carries were 19 for Foreman and 12 for Hilliard. Hilliard had the bigger day with the with the touchdown run, but both guys were over 100 yards on the game. So I'm still not starting either one of them, but unless there's clarity in the situation going forward, then I guess they're worthwhile holds, sure. But again, it's just not a really a, a situation that I want to be a, be a, be a part of. The Broncos situation, much much of the same. Javante Williams was able to to score in this game. Thank goodness, I loved Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon after getting banged up on the first carry of the game, came back and was solid rest of the way. Seventeen for eighty three. You know, it is it is what it is. And uh, I want to touch on this very 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 quickly, Adam. I'm actually going to ask you this uh, on the we're going to do a new meter. It's the how done are you, O-meter? How done are you with Saquon Barkley? Pretty fucking done. Hashtag analysis. Let's go to the receivers. Wait, I do have one more thing. Guess sure, who had ahead. two good weeks in a row? Go ahead. Guess who had two good guess who had two good weeks oh, in a row? Oh, guess who had two good weeks in a row? Yeah. Hmm. Who had two good weeks in a row? Was it Damian Harris? No. It's somebody that we have lambasted a lot on this show. You and Jake and I. Oh, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. I don't even want to say his name. It's it's like me with Nike. It's the same thing. M word, G word. Miles Gaskin. Need some soap. Hashtag analysis. Wash out out my mouth with some soap. Here, I'm going to take... Here, I'm going to actually, I'm like, this is very, very terrible, terrible podcasting, but I got my, uh, my Basil Hayden bourbon right here. So, 
Slancha. This is what happens when you talk about Miles Gaskin. You just resort to getting drunk. So, cheers. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Miles Gaskin. Fuck him. Hashtag analysis. Yeah, we went on the podcast. So you're gonna you're gonna get where there is there is a rogue host drinking on the air. I just I can't even bring myself to do the disclaimer that you always do, but just play it in your head. You know. <laughs> um, before we move on to the receivers, and we'll hit on the receivers quickly and the tight ends. Are you starting Miles Gaskin next week versus the Giants? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I might have to. I might have to over Montgomery, and I don't love it. I mean, it is two two good weeks in a row. It is daunting. Well, we do, we've seen Miles Gaskin do this. Where at the end of the year, Miles Gaskin heats up. So that means it's good for us. Yeah. It's so good. I, yeah, I may have to put Miles Gaskin in my top twenty-four. Oh, like no. At the no. end of the year, he just does well. He's a top five receiver. He's a top five player by the end of the year. At the end of the year. Fuck. And people wonder why the. What are you doing here in the top 15? Shit. I don't want to rank Miles Gaskin in my top 24. Do I have to? Well, it's your ranks. You can do whatever you want. I need to move up to likability. Miles Gaskin would be 103rd. Like I said, you could do whatever you want. Fuck. All right, let's go on to the running backs. Our receivers, whatever the fuck we're doing. We're going on to the receivers. Speaking of Dolphins, Jalen Waddle had a really, really good week. Yeah, Jalen Waddle's good. Jalen Waddle's good. Helps helps this college quarterback just wants to feed him the ball at every opportunity. Hashtag analysis? (laughs) Hashtag analysis. If there's a college quarterback that gets his college receiver in the draft next year, draft them. His odds are they're going to be good. Zach Wilson's number one receiver at BYU draft eligible. <laughs> Zachy Poo might need him. Anyway, we may need to pick up Tyler Algier. I mean, he's a running back, but still, got to get some continuity. Absolutely, absolutely needs needs to be drafted. Needs to be drafted in all formats. Uh, Debo Samuel left the game with Minnesota with a groin injury. It is not supposed to be serious, and all signs are in fact pointing towards Debo Samuel. Um, playing when San Francisco goes to Seattle. That's on not Sunday. what I'm reading from this report from Cam Inman of the San Jose Mercury News. It says that he's oh. expected to be signed lied one to two weeks. Oh, I did not see this. This came out at seven o'clock. Okay, when I was watching Jeopardy. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, Adam, are you surprised now? No. Are you surprised? Come on now. Okay. All right. Hey. Brandon Ayuk to the moon, baby. To the moon. To the moon. Oh, thank goodness I held on to him. Oh, thank goodness. Brandon Ayuk here to save the season. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Ayuk even had like a pretty solid game against Minnesota. 
you know, 12.5, but he was in good company. He was around Hollywood Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Justin Jefferson, former yeah, Bill good. standout Zay Jones, who plays for the Raiders, apparently. Zay Jones, great guy. He was good. He was good. Um, are we? Are you picking up Cedric Wilson in all formats? No, no. The allure with Cedric Wilson is done. He was a one-week fill-in for those that needed it with Amari, CD, and Gallup. Going to be the three-headed monster back for Dallas. Dallas. Da- Excuse me, Adam. I did it terribly. I did it terribly here. I need to compose myself. You're putting too much emphasis on the S. You have to put more emphasis I know, no, on I the know. D. I know, I know. Dallas. That's the one. Yes. Um, on, Thanksgiving was terrible for the running backs, but for the receivers, for the receivers, it was a great week. Oh, yes, it was. Darnell Mooney, by the way, if you yeah. read the bird's nest column on talkingpointsports.com, you would have seen that I put Darnell Mooney in my loves for the week. So, ching, bitch. Uh, yeah, Cedric Wilson. Miles Can I say Gart- that on a podcast, Adam? You just did. True. It is. It is. It is my program. It's our program. Uh, true. Our program. Oh, right. Right. Our program. Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, Stefan Diggs, um, Darnell Mooney, like you just said. Great week. Great week for receivers. I mean, all the Cowboys receivers have had good weeks too. Michael Gallup had a good week. Cedric Wilson had a good week. Hell, even Noah Brown had a good week. I know. And then you got, uh, you know, Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro being a top 10 play or a top yeah. five. Hunter, 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 Hunter. What's yeah. up, baby? What's up? Deshaun Jackson. Who, who even thought? That oh Deshaun my God. Jackson it was a lock here? of the fucking year. Deshaun Jackson scoring in Dallas. Come on now. I know. I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised he held onto the ball as he went into the end zone this time. Well, I think he learned his lesson. Well, that was at the old stadium. Anyway, I hate him. It was at old. It was at old Cowboy Stadium, wasn't it? No, it was. It was old Cowboy Stadium. Hmm? Yeah, that's what it I was. thought. It was. Um. Yeah. Anything else with receivers? Um. T Higgins was great. Jamar Chase was quiet, but. Hey, I loved it. I started I started T. Higgins in a spot, and I was in a room full of Jamar Chase managers. So, score one for the bird team. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Elijah Moore didn't wasn't all that great. No, no, no. But then again, you trust the Jets with anything, and you're bound to be disappointed. I know. I, I would have thought that Zach Wilson would have thrown the ball to Elijah Moore more. How about Jameson Crowder? Or Jameson Crowder with Corey Davis being out. Yep. But nope. 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 It was not gimme gimme more this week. It, it, it really it really wasn't. I truly no. I have to say I tr- I truly enjoyed gimme gimme more. I I, I, I love the nickname. I love the nickname. It is an original on the basement talk podcast, and it is absolutely fabulous because that song, that song is a fucking bop. It is a great song. Oh, it is my fucking shit. I, Adam, I'm making that. I'm making the promise to you and to the listeners as we speak that the outro is going to be "Give Me More." All right, it is going to be a hundred percent. to that. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. 
great song. It's a fucking vibe. Uh, Laquan Treadwell. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, he got targeted too a lot. I feel like every time I looked, it wasn't LaVisca Chenault or anybody else. It was or Tavon uh, Austin. Oh, Tavon Austin scored. Tavon Austin <laughs> scored a big, a big bad touchdown too. He got up. He yeah, got I mean, eight up targets up. for Laquan yeah. Treadwell. I mean, yeah, great, great game. Didn't score that. Didn't score. No, that. did not score. Noted first round draft bust. Laquan. Noted Treadwell. first round draft bust. Uh, Devontae Adams, I think he had himself a uh, a pretty good game. And I, I have to say, I, I was wrong about my analysis with uh, in regards to Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey did cover Adams. Well, I think you were basing it off of what Devon, or what uh, Jalen Ramsey did throughout the season where he didn't really shadow people. Yeah, I was basing it off of what I've seen, but apparently the Rams identified that Devontae Adams was the guy that needed to be stopped, and they just they just said, all right, we're going to put our best guy on him. And you know what? That matchup was fun. That was a fun watch. Yeah, it's like when Darrell Rivas shut down Des Bryant on 9-11 10 years ago. Hey, did you see my man Dez on the uh, sideline at Bedlam? I did not. He was there. Good for him. He was there. Only he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't giving out hundred dollar bills in the uh, in the locker room this time. I'm sure he's visited Oklahoma State many times since then. Oh yes, he has, and and sometimes more controversial than the others. Speaking of receivers that may or may not be welcome on their college campuses again, Odo Beckham Jr. had a great day. Had a great day. Yeah. 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 I benched him. Benched him. I pulled him. I pulled him at the last minute for Rashad Bateman. Not a good move. No. Not a good move. And and he has a hip pointer now. So. So who knows? Who knows if he's even going to play? Uh, Odo Beckham. So Van, Van Jefferson could be a, a real good sneaky top 36 play next week versus Jacksonville because it is it is quite possible that the Rams absolutely desecrate the Jaguars. But then again, I said the same thing about Buffalo. And look yeah. how that ended up. Yeah, I mean, also, like, yeah, I, I don't know. The Rams just they've looked really shoddy but also against teams under 500 they've looked like gods so who who can tell at this point i also want it on the record that the first game that i have cooper cup he has his worst game of the season okay i want that on the fucking record bird i don't know if anybody's ever told you this but i think you might be cursed i i I definitely am I, i need to go see a shaman of some sort maybe an exorcist you know, Adam, as extreme as that sounds, you are probably right. Have you tried burning some sage? I, I know that works really well for Kyrie. I, <laughs> I need to try that. I need to try that. I'll, I'll, I have to take your advice. I mean, yeah. There, there have been many, many things. There was like a, there was a soccer team in England like a bunch of years ago. They were, yes, bird. We have some breaking news on the podcast. <laughs> 
Curtis Samuel has caught a pass. I repeat, <sighs> Curtis Samuel has made a reception in a National Football League game. This is not a drill. Execute DEFCON 5 protection. Love it. That's my guy. That is your guy. That is your. I don't know how. I, I don't know how he has withstood the test of time. But yes, I, I can confirm that he, he is Adam's guilty pleasure. Well, he's not. I don't own him anymore. He's not on my team anymore. Like, but like me with the Spice him. Girls, Adam with Curtis Samuel. Well, you had that love affair with Jameis Winston all those years ago. I, I, I still love Jameis Winston. I think he's fucking awesome. Yeah. Jameis James wasn't necessarily a guilty pleasure. Like, I have no problem admitting that I, that I love Jameis. Like, a guilty pleasure that I, I would definitely envision myself, like, maybe not necessarily being so open about in a, in a public setting is my love for the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls are great. I feel no guilt for liking Curtis Samuel. I'll just say that. I feel no guilt. I'm not saying guilt. I'm not saying feel guilty. I'm just saying that. There are some people that may look at me a certain way for saying that I enjoy the Spice Girls. Well, I'm I sure the Spice getting, Girls are fantastic. I'm sure I'd be getting a pretty funny look from Jake for if I said that I like Curtis Samuel in front of him because I know that he is not a fan. You most certainly would, and you would definitely get some kickback. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it for the receivers. We can kind of move on here to the tight ends. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and what. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> the tight heads suck. No Travis Kelsey this week, and the position was fucking brutal. I know. I mean, you have no Jack, Doyle. Jack Doyle is your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Doyle was the guy. I mean, Adam, do yourself a favor. And anybody who's following along can do this too. If you're near your computer, go on your computer, go on your scoring leaders on whatever fantasy league you are on. And just have a look at the tight ends that are, I'm just going to count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. So the top eight ends with Hawkinson, right? Go now from tight ends, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, tight end nine. I definitely didn't count that right. Tight end nine onward. It is all guys that are basically owned in maybe, maybe you have a guy in there in 10% of leagues. Njoku, Graham, Brevin Jordan, Jared Cook, Chris Myarick. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Jonu Smith, Durham Smythe, Nick Bennett, Harrison Bryant, Sean McEwen, James Oshag Hennessy, Gerald Everett, Eric Saubert, Evan Ingram. Well, granted, so Jared Cook is owned in 50.1% of <gasps> leagues. <gasps> Adam, cue the music. It's an immaculate stat line. Oh my Eric Solbert. It's Oops. a tight end with an immaculate stat line. <laughs> We've done it. We've done it. Oh, wow. There it is. This is a magic number, 7.1. It's a tight end. It's always a tight end. Oh, it, does that does that make it an immaculate immaculate stat line? Because it's a tight end. It's a perfect immaculate stat oh, line. Beautiful. Oh. It should be. You know what it is? It's an immaculate stat line LP, and the LP stands for Logan Paulson. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm actually crying. 
<laughs> not only was it a perfect immaculate stat line, it also was on one target. Oh, that it's <laughs> like one fact though. We've done it. We've peaked. Oh, oh, thank goodness. Oh, it's a tight end. To be honest oh, with you, I thought Logan. that you, I thought you were going to be like so shocked that Jared Cook was owned in fifty point one percent of leagues. Oh my god, what a time to be alive, Eric Saubert, You fucking beauty. You know, now seems like a pretty good time to end the show. Oh my god, you fucking beauty. Oh. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Um, I'll run. I'll run it through quick. Gronk, you're starting him every week. He's fantastic. Dawson Knox was very touchdown dependent. Mark Andrews, fine. He's Mark Andrews. You're you're not concerned with Mark Andrews. Dalton Schultz, nice bounce back. I don't think you want to start him against New Orleans. Cole Komet, if any Dalton is the guy, yeah, could be worth the start. Could definitely be worth it. Pat Fryermuth had a concussion, exited the game, is in concussion protocol. Keep that in mind moving forward. TJ Hawkinson scored on what otherwise was a, a truly, truly terrible day. Uh, Darren Waller is set to miss the next couple of weeks with, oh. as I'm catching my breath here, I'm still trying to compose myself uh, with the, uh, with the knee injury that he suffered against Dallas. Uh, and as for, as for the, the, the trio of doom, it just seems like Gesicki, Pitts, Fant. I mean, Gasicki's the number two in this offense uh, until otherwise noted, but three of set three for 17 is just, is, is, is diabolical. Kyle Pitts, two for 26 is even worse against Jacksonville. Against Jacksonville, two for 26. I'm going to, I'm going to take one from a, 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 a known poet, a known poet in our society, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, God. Are you on drugs? Are you on drugs? Oh God, we're going. We're going to get kicked off the air. Oh, oh, no. You're stealing my line now. Oh, oh God, we're gonna get, the cops are coming for us. We're going to be kicked off the air. Oh, you you might say some words now. Guess just recorded a pick. Who? I'm the best safety in the nation. God damn it. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm just I'm I'm having a great day. I hate you, Jamal Adams. Thanks for the two first round picks, though. Give me, give me, give me more. I can't wait to put that in as, as the as the outro. I can't wait. I may even play the entire song. I just might. I don't know. I do have one. What are the what is this triumvirate rank on your I don't I'm fucking done with you, O meter, or whatever it's called. The I'm done with you, O meter? Yeah. Great meter. Oh, where, where do they rank? Say it, repeat. Where where do the, where do these players rank on the I'm done with you meter? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Well, on, on, on the mailbag, we also have the useless meter, but I like the I'm done with you meter much better, much better. It just has an, a nice flow, nice flow to it. So, so I'm, it's got a nice edge to it, honestly. It does. But, it does. It, it's very passive aggressive. I don't know. I don't know if you know this about me, Adam, but I, I had the tendency to be a very passive aggressive person. Honestly, I think you're a very active, aggressive person. Oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. Love you a lot. Um, so Kyle Pitts, 
I would say Kyle Pitts is like a four just because he's the only guy in that offense and Matt Ryan's got to throw somebody. Noah Fant, I would say he's like a five, maybe a six just because, well, his schedule for tight ends is great the rest of the way. So it's just kind of like you might be tempted into playing Fant. And then for for Kasicki, it's got to be like a seven. It's got to be a seven at this point. I mean, Kasicki has just been awful. But then again, the, the one week where he is universally sat is the one week where he has eight for a buck 62 and a touchdown. Watch. It's Miles Gaskin's Miles Gaskin disease. It's it, it's it's a disease that's more contagious than Omicron. It's the Miami Dolphins disease. Very topical. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm a man of current events. You know, actually, this meter was really made for TJ Hawkinson. The I'm done with your meter. Okay, I just I just need to break the fourth wall for a moment. Something very strange has happened in in my room as we're recording. Um, I don't know if you could see that little light right there. Yes, uh, this is terrible podcasting. I apologize, but this is just something that needs to be documented. Was um, this your TV? No, that's my Xbox. My Xbox just turned on by itself. I just want to put that out there. I think it's updating. I think it. It's off. Does the Xbox turn on by itself? I don't know. I think it's done that to me. Mine has done that a couple times. It's off now. My room is haunted. My room is haunted. This is my final podcast. The ghost of, of my bedroom is going to come and eviscerate me in my sleep. Well, you know, it's a good thing that you said all that dumb shit on this podcast because you're going to be dead by the time it comes out. So you're good. This is going to be my lasting legacy. Give me, give me more. Uh, at least we had the Eric Saubert. Hey, you know what? I can die in peace. A touch, a tight end, perfect, immaculate stat line. Thank you, Eric Saubert. I can die in peace. Adam, please invite him and Logan Paulson to my funeral. Thank you very much. Okay. And I love one you all. The, I love you all. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to have to have Logan Paulson on this podcast just to know that we that he has been an inside joke for us for the past three years and change. Oh, for the memes. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I, I am determined, determined to get like an interview with Logan Paulson. It, Don't it you is, have connections? I have I have to figure that out. I have to find a way to get to Logan Paulson and be like, hey, um, you're incredible. I love you. We need to have, we need to talk to you about your life. A basement talk podcast special. Yeah. The okay. boys with Logan Paulson. Before this goes on long enough, because it has, thank you for listening to this episode of the basement talk podcast fantasy show. You can find all episodes where your podcast for my co-host at Birdsall. I'm Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Hit it, Brittany. Bye. Bye. It's Brittany, bitch.